Welcome to another edition of Len's Burning Bush. I am Len Harvey. Before I bring on my guest for the week, I want to talk about what's really burning my bush. So in life, we deal with a lot of things. And unfortunately, grief is part of it. Unfortunately, we all know it just plain sucks. Whether it's friends, family, or animals, it knows no boundaries on this. And as I mentioned in last week's episode, we lost a very important part of our family. Our furry best friend, Maisie, for more than 10 years, passed away last week. And certainly our family's having a tough time with it, and I'm certainly not trying to depress you on this rant. But I wanted to, the question came up on whether or not and when we should get another dog, right? When should we get it? Um, now, everyone grieves in a different way, and we felt that since Maisie was a, a shelter dog and a shelter rescue, that she would want us to adopt another dog as soon as we were able to do so. So this had me thinking about people. When they lose their spouse or significant other, you know, is there a time? How soon before you could move on to date somebody new? Is there really a realistic time frame on this? So I have the answer for you. It's N-O-Y-B or Nunya. Yes, I used acronyms. I know I hate them, but I needed to appeal to everyone. It means none of your business. Yes, I said it, none of your business, because let's face it, you might think your opinion is important, but it's not. It really is not. There are famous lyrics from a salt and pepper song. Yes, I am going to go to salt and pepper here from 1994, and I'm going to read them for you. I'm not going to wrap it, so thank goodness for that, but I am going to read them for you. What's the matter with your life? Why you got to mess with mine? Don't keep sweating what I do because I'm going to be fine. Check it out. If I want to take a guy home with me tonight, it's none of your business. So, of course, I'm neither salt nor pepper. Maybe I'm just Old Spice, but it all fits together. Grieving is a personal experience, and how one gets over it, it is up to them. And if you don't like it when they post a picture with their new boyfriend or their new girlfriend and you think it's too soon, then stop before you type back, take a better route, and just wish them well. Stop judging them. I can't stand when people are afraid to post something with the fear they're going to get criticism and God forbid they get, you know, they want to get a little bit of criticism for their post. Remember, you do not know the full story. You may think you do, but you don't. They may need to move on quickly to help their grief, or again, they may need to wait a little bit. They may need it, you know. But again, it is none of your business. Nothing burns my bush more than people who judge others for what they know absolutely nothing about or will know anything about. Again, it's none of your business. I remember before I had kids, I would see a kid acting up at a grocery store. And with that said, I said, I would never let that happen to my kids. Of course it did. It's going to continue to happen. And it's going to happen throughout the time with or without our blessing. So if we decide to get another dog right away, or if your friend who lost their spouse starts dating again, and you feel it's way too soon, just realize they do not care or need your opinion. They need a friend, a shoulder to cry on. And by the way, I told my wife, when I die, I would like her to bring a date 
to my funeral. With that being said, it's time to bring on my guest for the week. She is making her second appearance. She last appeared last November in the election episode, There's an App for That. She hosts the popular show Retro Radio Flashback Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from 6 a.m. to 9 a.m. And formerly nothing but the blues on WFDUFM and Teaneck. Let welcome the lovely and wonderful E.B. Fisher. And E.B., I just wanted to get that off my chest because... I just, I saw somebody, a friend of mine, and it just kind of bothered me with this whole thing. So I just wanted to, to do all this. So what do you think? Well, I, I have to agree with the none of your business uh, aspect of it. With respect to getting another dog, we also lost a dog um, this past year. And uh, we are also a rescue family. And uh, I don't know that I'd run right out and get another dog. <laughs> <laughs> I am. Uh, I, I've got two now. I'm down from three, and it's uh, it's a busy house with dogs. But I have to agree with you. I, I think that you know we never really know the other side of the story, so you don't really your opinion doesn't matter as much as you might think it does. Yeah, I I just get a it, it's it's interesting. You know, I I find it um, where you've got situations where people will will always think that they are you know, making sure that they their, their opinion matters, right? And I know people feel like they matter all the time, but in the, in the reality of things, it, when it comes to a death of a loved one and you decide to date somebody, what if you meet somebody tomorrow? What if, what if all of a sudden, you know, um, one of the people from Hollywood comes in and they want to start dating? Are you going to, you going to say no? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, I have a very, very expri expri explicit uh, set of criteria. They can't come with, in-laws <laughs> never going down that boat again no down that road again i w i would agree with you on that wholeheartedly i don't um you know it's it's, it's kind of an interesting uh topic and certainly I, I didn't want to depress anybody because obviously death is very personal to people but i just you know i've had people i have friends of mine that have lost their loved ones and some have moved on quickly some take a long time. Some never, I mean, some decide, you know what, I'm never going to marry or date again. You know, I just don't, you know, I just don't want that. And that's okay, too. It's like one of those things where, again, it's a personal preference, right? There are so many things like that along the course of life. I mean, people who see other couples who don't have children right away, that becomes a, a sore subject, you know, that when, when are you having children? I, I went through that myself. So I just, I... I think you're right. I think everybody does what's right for them. And you really, again, as I said, you, you don't know the other side of the story. So um, weighing in is oftentimes not as welcome as you might think. <laughs> no, it's not. And, and, and the object of everybody's discussion, they, their opinion matters, right? You talked about the kids, you know, it's like in life, this is what happens. If you're dating somebody, they always ask, when do you get married? And then when you're when when you finally decide to get married, then they're like, well, when are you having children? And it's never good enough because when you have children, they want to know when you're having another one. So it's just it never ends. It's kind of like the parties, too, where you've got the wedding shower, the rehearsal dinners, the all these parties leading up to everything that, number one, you got to bring a gift for, which is another sore subject of mine. How many gifts do you bring? Is it do you, you got to do now they have. The sa they have actually the, with the children now, I did an episode on this, they make the announcement of the gender of this. Have you seen this? Uh, yes, the gender, the gender reveal. reveal. Yeah, yeah. That's right. And, and now, do you bring a gift to the gender reveal party as well? Or what, you know, what is the deal with that? 
there there seems to be um, way too much in that, and I just find it uh, very interesting. Um, you know, I love a reason to celebrate, but I have to agree with you. There's a lot of a lot of that going on that I think is excessive too. I completely concur. So there's a few things I want to get to today. Not a lot, but uh, there's a few things I want to get to. Of course, we lost uh, getting on this another a grim subject. We lost Michael Nesmith uh, this week uh, from the from the Monkees. Uh, he passed away at the age of 78. His uh, final show was less than a month ago. So poor uh, Michael Nesmith of the Monkees. I don't know. Were you a Monkees fan? Not really. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I mean, we're down to one monkey, one beetle. You know, we're 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 leaving us slowly but surely here. I know. This is what happens when, like, again, I started the episode. This is what happens when you get old. You got to deal with all this. And you're not that old, Len. <laughs> I I know you're not that. If old. If you're old, I'm really worried. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I just I just find it interesting. That's all. These are the things I find interesting. So Michael yeah. Nesmith. So a couple of things. I'm a big TV buff. I love TV. Did you happen to catch the Facts of Life Different Strokes um, show that was on the other night? The live thing. The reunion? No, yeah. I didn't. I knew about it though, and actually, I was kind of curious. I'll, I'll admit that. Was it fun? It was. It was good. The Facts of Life one was kind of eh. I mean, it was. It was okay. It mm -hmm. was. Um. You know. It um, it had its moments, uh, but the Different Strokes one with John Lithgow, Kevin Hart, uh, there was an appearance from Snoop Dogg, which was kind of fun. Uh, so I don't want to, obviously you can go on Hulu and you can watch it, but I, I just find it interesting, you know, the, to bring back the older shows and to do them live is, 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 is certainly a fun, a fun thing for me. Well, forgive my ignorance, but different strokes. Who's still alive from that show? Todd Bridges. Uh, he came on uh, into the introduction. Was he the uh, older brother? He was the older brother. He was Willis. What you talking about, Willis? Yeah. What you talking about, Willis? That's yeah. exactly it. What you talking <laughs> about? But uh, Jennifer Aniston played in the Facts of Life one as Blair. But what was funny about it, the way she looked. So Lisa Welchel, who starred as Blair mm -hmm. Warner, her right. and Tootie um, were on. Yep. They were on, uh, and, and then Mindy Cohn, who played Natalie, all came on also, but they weren't in the episode. They just talked beforehand. So what was interesting is that Blair, I don't know if you've seen Lisa Welchel lately, but no. she is stunning. She, <laughs> she was fan. stunning as a young girl. She looked the same exact. She was better. The way she looked, I swear to you, was better than Jennifer Aniston looked at, she would have been better off playing her, uh, the character. That's how good wow. she was. Yeah. Because the idea. Isn't that nice to know? I like to think of that. Yeah. J Jason Bateman was uh, playing on there, too. They had, a, you know, another couple of uh, uh, characters. Uh, but uh, it was. And then the one girl, she went on to do a police show or something, didn't she? Uh, Tootie or, uh, from no, the, oh. the, the tomboy one. I oh, can't Joe. Yeah. She didn't, she wasn't showing Nancy McKeon. Oh. Yeah. She right, was not Nancy on Nancy. the show. She was not, she did right. not appear on the show, but, no. uh, okay. You know. No, I would have liked to have seen that. That's nice to know. I like to think of them yeah. still doing it. Yeah, no, it was, it was good. Uh, so TV big for me, Catherine, um, Han uh, was on, uh, she was from the, I love that movie. Uh, the moms, uh, uh bad moms. She was in that movie, uh, Bad Moms and Bad Moms Christmas. You got to see Bad Moms. It's a funny, funny, funny movie. Um, but Catherine Hahn was in it, Jennifer Aniston. But again, catch it up. It's on Hulu. Uh, you'll enjoy it. Uh, another thing, did you ever watch Six Feet Under? 
on yes. HBO? Okay, well, they're yes. actually thinking of doing a reboot uh, of that. So I just wanted to bring that up to you. So Six Feet Under, they're thinking about it. They're doing it. That was a really dark show, and I suppose there were humorous qualities to it, but I, I, I it always left me kind of feeling cold. But I, I, I haven't, haven't even thought about that episode. He went on to play Dexter, the one fellow yes, from it, yes, didn't he? Yes, he did. Yeah. But let's be honest here, E.B., it was a show about a funeral home, people. It wasn't going to be pleasant, you know, just so you know. All right. The drama, though. Yeah. Speaking of pleasant, mm-hmm. um, Sex in the City is back. Yeah. Now, were you a fan of Sex in the City back in the in the time when it was on? I own a pair of Manolo shoes. You betcha. Oh, well, I, I, so are you? Are, have you watched? Because I have not watched yet. I actually uh, told Susan. I said maybe uh, you know. Again, I'm going to show my masculine side by saying I'm going to watch Sex in the City. <laughs> but no, I, I didn't. I didn't really watch it with any great great uh you know i wasn't i wasn't one of those people who just had to race to the television when it was time for uh the show to come on but i have watched it mostly in reruns and i have enjoyed it so well that is fantastic because uh but it is on now you can watch it on hbo max mm-hmm. 11 years later uh there'll be some changes i guess on the show right. i don't want to do any spoilers because i've seen some uh things and i've uh you know of course if you're not watching it or if you want to watch it just go on hbo max They've got uh, that. They they got a bunch of other stuff that you can watch on on HBO Max. Well, I have to I have to tell you while you're on the subject of television shows, I just finished watching the uh, two seasons of uh, the Morning Show. Have you watched that? No, I that not. has Jennifer Aniston in it. Uh, Reese Witherspoon, Jennifer Aniston, and the fellow who played Evan Evan Baxter, Evan Backstabber in uh, the uh, uh, oh. Uh, he was a. It was another news show, and I can't think of what it was called. Bruce, Al- Bruce Almighty. Oh yeah, I, I I think you're right on that. So uh, you remind me a little bit of him. You'll have that look, which is not a bad look. He's not very a, handsome. But... Oh well, thank you. I appreciate that. I adjust... I can't think of the actor's name. <laughs> well, I'll have to watch it then. <laughs> you have to see it. Uh, you have to see it is to believe it. Now, what? It's funny. I've known you for over twenty years. And mm-hmm. for some reason, I don't know why the last time I did the show, I didn't really think about doing a bio and, and finding a little bit more about you. But one thing that I did find out about you, which I had no idea, you, I don't think we ever discussed this, but you had 10 years of classical piano education. I did not yeah. know that. Yeah, I did. It was very important to somebody's calling me. Well, they're not allowed Nobody. to call you during a, during a show. I know. I, mean, I don't on. know. I'm sorry. It's muted. But nonetheless, it distracts me. Um, yeah, I did. I, I had 10 years of classical piano lessons. And I uh, I really, I enjoyed it. But when I decided to stop, it was, uh, it was a very sad thing. My music teacher, who was convinced that I had uh, a real future in it, she dropped me like a hot potato. And she had been like a second mom to me. So it was a very, very emotional thing for me to... Uh, stop the lessons and to stop having that connection with her because she was a very important person in my life. But yes. Mm-hmm. Well, I did not want to bring up heart, you know, bad memories, but oh, uh, no, not I, at all. Know, not uh, at all. My favorite is Tchaikovsky. I love, I love all of it. Well, I, I, one of these days you'll have to play for me. Cause I, I like I said, I, <laughs> I had no idea I'm sitting here and I had no idea that, uh, that you, you had done that. And it, it just kind of, uh, you know, it's kind of interesting. I, I just find that uh, anyway. So I'm glad that you're you're 
you you liked it and you did it and you know you're playing you, you you're playing music now from the 70s right on your show a little bit of everything we're a retro program at the primarily uh i think the way it's billed is movie music from the 50s 60s 70s early 80s of course i've never been one to follow the rules so i go right up into the early 2000s which you know, is it, it it appeals to the audience that listens to me on a on a Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. So <laughs> I keep it going. And you know what? And you had mentioned before I had done the blues show, and I did. So I incorporate, I pepper the show, shall we say, with uh, music that fits fits the genre from a time time frame standpoint, and uh, you know, adds a little bit of a dimension to the to the music that they they might not get on a just a straight retro format. The, the retro format, I think, was developed to um, play pretty much just the hits. You know, you can go through the hits just so often, you get a little tired even of hearing them, even though it's been a number of years. Sometimes it's it's every once in a while you want to flip to the B side of the old of the old record and remember some of those songs, too. So I'm all over the map with it. I, I enjoy it, though, I have to say. Now, in this day and age, how can you consume the show? Uh, oh my gosh, you know, this is, you're asking the wrong person. I should know these things on the fly, just like that. We are on, uh, you can hit us up on radio, of course, if you're in the New York metropolitan area at 89.1 FM. You can reach us online at our uh, WFDU.FM website. And then there's a, a spot there where it says listen live, and you can listen live. And um, we used to do streaming too. I, I never had the cameras on, so that didn't that didn't mean much to anybody what, trying to trying to see the uh, what was going on behind the scenes. And then we also have uh, we're on iHeart and iTunes and a whole host of different uh, carriers like that. So yeah, you can get us just about everywhere. We're tough to we're tough uh, to avoid. Well, I think that it's great that uh, you've got the show. I like to think that I am the uh, you know. I look at myself in this as uh, the I like my music 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. I like to have a playlist that's kind of all of that. So I call it the best mix of the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and today. WLEN Radio, right? <laughs> that's how right, I do exactly. it. Exactly. Do you do radio still? Or are you no, no, keeping no. Your hand up? I, no. I do. I, I actually do play by play uh, for football on Friday nights during the during the fall. But that is um, that is all I do. So yeah, I don't. Uh, and where this, where does that where is that? That is in Cincinnati, Ohio. I do the Elder Panthers uh, football. So that is fun, yeah. fun stuff. So it is uh, all good, right? It is uh, you know, football. Bad. I love the play-by-play -play stuff. I've always I've always enjoyed that. So it's good. Well, you did a lot of that when you were back here in New Jersey for sure. Yep, did Fairleigh Dickinson University basketball with my partner David Smith. I don't know if you. Uh, uh, you got a chance to listen, but uh, David came on a couple of times already, too. And David and I yuck it up a little bit like we used to. So it's always fun. Uh, this is what's great about, you know, I, I texted you about this. You know, the fact that during the COVID, during everything, I feel like I'm getting in touch more with my friends than I've ever done that before. And this show is really, you know, I've reached out and gotten people on as guests and, and some, you know, continue like after the show, just constantly texting back and forth, which we didn't do before. Like you and I, it's just it's kind of a nice thing to do. And um, now we've added a little bit of video on this. I you can um, go to YouTube eventually, you know, it, uh, you can type lens burning bush on YouTube and find this. Uh, that's kind of where it is. But we also are on all those platforms that you mentioned uh, as well. I, I saw something that I, I wanted to get your opinion on this week. 
And Frank Sinatra, of course, uh, I went to Vegas and I went to his restaurant. So um, I still love, you know, just the old. I mean, I saw Lady Gaga in Vegas and she did a cabaret show and she did the, you know, she did a couple of New York, New York or Luck Be a Lady, you know, just the stuff Tony Bennett. You know, she did all those songs. But Frank, Frank Sinatra, of course, was the king of all of that, the king of the crooners. You know, he required his um, staff or the people that were working, all his crew to wear tuxedos. Did you know that? Um, I didn't know yeah. that. He Every live uh, performance, and it wasn't because of vanity. So it's kind of an interesting thing here. Uh, in an interview, um, this is a previous one with Tom Dreesen. This is an article by Ryan Parker in The Hollywood Reporter. He said that one evening he asked uh, Frank Sinatra, Old Blue Eyes, um, why they wear tuxedos for every performance, and he said... Uh, the response kind of flooded him. He said, Tommy, you know, I can't do a Frank Sinatra voice, but if you work for the king and the queen, royalty, you would wear a tuxedo, right? And, you know, wouldn't we wear a tuxedo? So you would want to dress up for the king and the queen, right? Well, that guy who works in the factory all year long, trying to get enough money to get one ticket to come and see our show, the woman who's a waitress, his wife trying to make ends meet to save enough money to come see the show, they're as much as royalty as the king and the queen. So mm-hmm. that's why he wore tuxedos. And he thought, wow, another lesson learned. So even behind the grave, the great Frank Sinatra teaching us that, hey, it's kind of like uh, Joe DiMaggio once said why he didn't sit down in a game like later on in the season. He said, because somebody might be seeing me for the first time. And, you know, that's the kind of thing, you know, with great Great uh, people. They don't understand that a lot of times today you'll see these athletes will sit down a great deal and they don't understand that, you know, it's the first time they can see LeBron James or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And you have to think that is the, you know, the first time that they're they're going to do it. So the Frank Sinatra wearing a tuxedo. I thought that was interesting. You know, I do like that because that shows the respect for the audience. And likewise, I think the audience needs to show respect for the the performers you know it's a funny thing you go to a broadway show now and well for a long time actually you can sit in a show and when i was a little kid you dressed up to go into new york and 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 attend a nice show and now it's uh (laughs) anything goes you know and i'm i'm inclined to be the type of person who believes you show respect for the performers and i like to think of the performers also believing they need to show respect to the audience i think we've lost so much formality and some of it you know i'm sure my own kids even roll their eyes when i um try to try to suggest certain things that might seem old-fashioned but i think that losing some of that is uh sort of a it breaks down slowly but surely it erodes at some of the nicer parts of our society and i think that uh i i think i love that that philosophy i i try to employ that myself yeah i always sit to this radio <laughs> looking like a million bucks for my audience you do. Because I know it matters. You do. You do. Um, and it's important that yes, you do. Yes, they, they need that. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So uh, one thing that I found, and speaking of kind of, you know, doing it for people, right? Um, mm-hmm. So, y- you know, when you, I'm sure we've all, during the pandemic, we've ordered more food than we care to order in a drive through lane. The only ones that seem I'm to get it. the restaurants in, in business. Yeah. Well, that's kind of, I'm, I'm the same way. I, I feel like there's... Uh, you know, I, I order a lot of stuff. I've tried Uber Eats. I've tried other stuff as well. And, you know, this is kind of uh, 
the stuff we do, right? You know, we just continually uh, do that. But um, you never know who's on the other end of the drive-thru. Um, and what's interesting is a customer who is visiting the drive-thru at Raising Cane's. Have you ever, I'm in Raising Cane's, it's a chicken fingers restaurant in South Carolina. It's out by you. Yeah. I know of it. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, in South Carolina, they were surprised when they got to the window and they saw a famous face staring back at them. And who do you think it was? was? It was actor and comedian Chevy Chase. He decided to help out the restaurant's kitchen during a recent trip. He said he stopped by the restaurant for a quick meal before joining the staff in the kitchen. Now, Fox 29 reports that the actor was in town for a screening of the classic Christmas Vacation. Shitter's full, right? Uh, the National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. We all love that movie, and the movie was uh, part of the successful Vacation franchise. But Chevy Chase at the drive-thru, uh, I've seen that happen a few times where they tried to, you know, get people to do a little bit more on that. So it's uh, kind of fun stuff. I, I, I found that story That's to be. That's sweet. I like that story. That's cute. So holidays are coming up. Now, I am a big proponent on uh, not getting anything for anybody. I don't think anybody's been good enough. I, I Scrooge. Think I am Scrooge because here's the deal. I went out the other day and I got myself something because I, I this way I get what I want. I don't need somebody. Uh -huh. You know, I'm setting my ways now. I don't need to have something I'm going to not want and not use. It's kind of a waste of money. So I always say don't get me anything because, you know, it is what it is. I can I can get it if I want it. And I just feel like we, you know, as an adult, I mean, the gifts should be for the children, the younger children in particular. Mm -hmm. So when they're 18 and whatever and they already, you know, soak enough money out of you, I don't I, I don't think they get anything. What are you what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> I'm, oh, I'm I don't mean. know. I'm, I'm, I am one of those people for whom uh, I would probably cry like a baby if there wasn't something under the tree for me come Christmas mornings. <laughs> no, I can't say I'm relating to this conversation. <laughs> no, that's okay. That's okay. I think that it's uh, it's all fine. I, I, there's, you know, I'm just a curmudgeon. What can I tell you? I am definitely uh, a curmudgeon, and uh, you know, it is it is what it is. Um, I, just, I never saw this side. Yeah. No, I, I just feel like gifts for the sake of getting a gift is just not my style. If it's like, I have know, to agree. And That's I think, very true. and I think this day and age we have so much, uh, everybody, you know, it's like a Tuesday in September and people get the latest iPhone. Like there's no special anymore. So I think it ruins yeah. the whole holiday spirit. And maybe that's why I'm kind of the way I am. I don't know. Well, should anyone be paying attention, say <clears throat> family members, a technology gift will not be appreciated. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> Anything with technology or, or kitchenware, they can keep it. <laughs> yeah. I just want something that sparkles. That's all. That's all you want. A little bit of, you want a little bit of bling. That's what you want. A I, little bling. Why not? A little bling for you is all good. I think that that's uh, right. you would, I think you would, you would enjoy that. But what, now what's your opinion? So, I wanted to do a rant on this, and I, I held back today. Um, mm -hmm. I might still, you know, try to do it. But one of the things that um, the Happy Holidays thing versus Merry Christmas. Now, here's my thought on it. If it's during Hanukkah and Christmas, okay, maybe you could do that. Or if it's during the same. But here's the deal. On December 25th, Merry Christmas is appropriate. Don't you feel that way? So, Very. And here's my other point to this. I don't feel that if somebody says Merry Christmas to me, and whether I celebrate it or not is not a concern of theirs. It shouldn't be. If they say Merry Christmas to me, all I should do is say Merry Christmas back. 
and and that's just be move on because everybody that gets in oh i don't celebrate they don't care yeah no i actually i think the way to look at that is that it was delivered with uh good feelings and good cheer yes. and that it is uh it certainly as you say it's not an uh, not delivered to be offensive and it's skin off your teeth to return it whether you celebrate or not so no i'm i'm completely of the school that says merry christmas i'm perfectly comfortable with that right and and it, you know now we've already passed hanukkah so i mean if you say merry christmas mm-hmm. somebody it was so or, early this year right yes yeah. i don't like mm-hmm. it early what can i tell you it's it, it is what it is but it's just again another another pet that crazy calendar oh it, it, it really is and then you got new year's which is another you know people said oh well let's go out new year's eve i go let's not you know yeah amateur night i've never been a big new year's eve person yeah i'm not a big new year's eve anymore i, I kind of like to be home i it was funny we got invited uh, to go and i think it was to see a band that we like and you know it's a fun night you know it was pretty cheap 25 bucks or something to go and i was like I'll pay you guys. I'll buy you a steak and whatever. You just come to the house. <laughs> I don't want to travel. I mean, I just, they don't want to go. No. Exactly. No, it's not a big, not a big drawing card for me. We would probably go out early for a dinner and that will be it. Sometimes I'm even asleep before the ball drops. So, you know, hey. a couple glasses of wine. I've got my lampshade on my head. And I'm, a, I'm, a, that, I'm a party girl. Yeah. You, you party it, girl. You party it. Girl. <laughs> Well, I just love seeing you again. I, I love, uh, we used to do, uh, you know, WFDU Teaneck. We, uh, I was your news person. And you were the sports guy. News and sports. I did it all. Yeah, you did do it all. That's very true. You and Daryl Jamont Young, yeah. do you remember her? Yeah, yeah, that's right. And uh, I hear from her every year at Christmas. Oh, that's, she was She's wonderful. She's got to be 90. That, that, and she probably could still do a great voice in the news. Let me tell you something about Daryl. Her cards come in some years. Well, not in the last maybe two or three, but her cards would come in with her and her, her sister, also a, a gal up there in years. And they'd be riding elephants in India and doing all sorts of things. I know maybe it was Photoshop, but, you know, there she was surfing in California. No, I'm kidding. But she was, she, she takes these amazing trips and is still living and doing all sorts of wonderful things. She's, she was she was a nice woman to work with, and I'm glad to see that in her retirement in Florida, it's been such a, a nice, nice bunch of years that she's been enjoying. That's it. Just well, had a card from her this year. Well, it, it, it was a special time in, in my life and, and meeting everybody. And it, uh, it again, continually doing this on the podcast, it makes it great. Now, you can like Lens Burning Bush on Facebook, at Lens Burning Bush, and you can follow at Lens Burning Bush on Twitter. YouTube channel is under Lens Burning Bush. If you search it, um, we've got it on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, iHeartRadio. Tune in. You can even ask Alexa to play Lens Burning Bush. And if you do, make sure you say Lens Burning Bush podcast because you don't want to just say Lens Burning Bush. We don't know what comes up when that happens. So make sure you do that. And we are on uh, Stitcher, Amazon Music, as mentioned, Pandora. It is all over the place. We have some countries that that listen. Don't know why, but, you know, hey, God bless them. It's, uh, it's fun to do. Now we're trying this video stuff. And, you know, it is what it is. I, you know, I don't know if anybody really wanted to see me. I had, had there was a reason I was in radio for all those years. <laughs> the old face for radio, right? The face for radio. <laughs> it, although you say I look like some actor on this Apple you show. Do. I got to I got to watch it. Um, so I'll, I'll watch it and, and do whatever uh, I can. But uh, Evie, uh, you know, make sure you listen to her show because she's terrific. Um, I really 
I really enjoy uh, your show always, and uh, make sure you do that. Thank you so much. Thanks, E.B. Fisher. I'm Len Harvey. Be back with another episode Thanks, of, of Lens Burning Bush next week. So long.